right, this is Ronan Geek Official Podcast, episode 146. This is Alex Austin with us in the pod today. We have... Visionary Plebeian Adam. And? Uh, Rob. And, and Rob. <laughs> just <laughs> Rob. Do I normally say just Rob, or do you normally say just Rob? I don't know. What it's been a while, and it's... so we're really confused about what the shtick used to be, but it doesn't matter. There's a whole new shtick, and the new shtick is this. We're recording again in the same room. Yeah. So we've had like yeah. one recording session together in maybe the last six or seven weeks. Yeah. yeah. And then now tonight we're going to be laying down some more episodes together, which I'm very, very excited We're laying about. down our new track. Yeah. Lay, lay and I almost track. didn't make it, but I made it, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, this is good. This is good. And it is a momentous occasion. It's a Star Wars occasion as well. Uh, and we know that's kind of uh, in your forte, in no. your wheelhouse. So you know a little bit about Star Wars. I'll give that to you. I'll well, I mean, that not that you. it really applies here. There's a couple of things. Like, there's a lot of call tos, but other than that. Well, I think yeah. that Star Wars is probably the topic we've talked about about 50% of our content on this show. Yeah, and we also know that I manipulate the shit out of you guys. So what do you think's running the show? <laughs> I almost just spit out my, uh, my, my coffee here. Yes, that is true. Uh, I've been deeply manipulated in the past a, by, by Rob's shenanigans were you when it comes to Star Wars. Were you manipulated to do the spit take? I was, uh, I've done spit takes before, but the um, the biggest one, the first one, going way, way back, and this is just a trip down Ronin Geek memory lane, so the worst memory lane in existence, but if we go all the way back to like episode eight or nine, we talked about The oh, Last God. Jedi, and uh, and I was indifferent I to walking into that was it? It might have been. No, no, yeah, Last been. Jedi. Yeah. Episode 8. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. About, yeah. And uh, Or was it The Last Skywalker? I don't even know. I've blocked it from my memory at this yeah. point. So when we talked about it, though, going into that conversation, I was indifferent to it because I did quite like the ramp up in the last 45 minutes of the movie, right? Yeah, which, well, I mean, you just, you watched it. Yeah. Which I'm, I still quite like that part. Like, I like things exploding and I like sci-fi stuff. What, what is this? What is this sign? I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know whose dick your I don't know whose dick your length is. What is it doing? What was this? It's the length between the mics. Oh, dick length. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. <laughs> you were making this gesture to Rob. So for people who can't see, because this is an audio podcast. So Adam was just making a gesture toward Rob, and I couldn't tell what it was. You were like diddling. You were like diddling between your mouth and the mic, and there was some diddling. I was diddling the dick between the, the mic. The and yeah, mouth. between the mic. <laughs> it was confusing because just I don't know. Would it angle? be better if I had done this? Well, yes. Like, yes, like this, like a, yeah, like that. Of, yeah, yeah, the stroking, yeah. a stroking gesture. <laughs> no. Do a nice stroking between <laughs> my mouth and the mic, and then no, there's the no, te- there's no testicles on yeah, these yeah. things. Oh, yes, there is. There's well, a yeah, good. There's the little uh, that's cord. just the scroach. Yeah, yeah, that's just the, the scroach. The yeah. mic scroach. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, getting back on track here. Yeah, Star Wars. It has been a contentious topic in the past. It will remain a contentious topic probably even after this episode. But we are going to talk about Star Wars Visions. This is the nine episode series that just debuted as an anthology on Disney Plus, and it is something that uh, overall I quite enjoyed. Yeah, there's really good, like uh, solid six episode run. Six episode run. What these already? There's already context here. We're gonna get to that. Adam, <laughs> what did you think of it overall? There were some that I liked, some that I didn't, and some that I probably have forgotten because they just didn't matter. Yeah, some were yeah. forgettable. I'll, I'll give you that. Some were definitely forgettable. <laughs> some um, definitely needed to be watched in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> True story, man. True story. And, uh, and obviously, this is done by nine different anime studios or thereabouts. It was not. It was all nine studios. Right? Uh, well, no, because Studio Trigger did two. I saw that. Yeah. So there's Trigger. 
there was one that was well, like more realistic. Not realistic. Well, yeah, one of them was good and one of them wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one that was more, they're more classic style. They're over the top style, I think, was probably not as good. Oh, really? I like that one. Uh, yeah, we'll get so to it. So it was a total we'll to of seven different groups because Studio Trigger did two and Science Saru did two. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Science are, uh, and then we'll get to which of which ones they did as we go through. But we'll just go through this. We usually tackle these anthology series episode by episode. We'll give the brief breakdown as we go through it and just see what we thought about it and uh, anything notable about it or not. So, which we'll probably run For into sure. judging by your initial reactions here. So. so, Rob, why don't you tell us about the first one? It's cool. Yeah, what's your opinion <laughs> on it? <laughs> okay, so uh, this one actually I thought was probably one of the better ones. Uh, yep. Mainly because it ha- paid a lot of homage to kind of like what Star Wars comes from. But they, they did a fun little kind of uh, switch at the end where you didn't really see... Uh, you thought there was like a good guy on the scene. There really wasn't. Yes. There was no good guys in this one. Not really. Um, but it was... It was neat too because they actually integrated a lot of different um, species of the Star Wars series, uh, and and actually some of the equipment as well. But uh, the one thing that I actually was kind of wowed by because I actually rolled my eyes when I first saw it was the um, like the parasol uh, lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but here's the thing though. <laughs> but the way that they showed it as an attachment for like a sheath piece, I thought that was cool. If it was like the full saber, I would have been annoyed. I what thought you, that was stupid. It was it was a, it was a really cool little as idea. At, but yeah, as an attachment, I yeah. thought that that was actually really cool. Yeah, and it was something kind of like uh, just as cool. We're talking about sorry, the, the title of this episode is, is, the, is duel. the duel. Yeah, 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 we're going in order. And yeah. this wasn't uh, this wasn't a studio. This is just a Kamikaze uh, Doga is the is the animator on this one. So and it was a three D animated sort of version of it. Right. It looked yeah. like it used uh, the three D cell shading technique. So yes. it was a three D art. But it was designed with thick lines and to appear as 2D. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, that was really cool, though. It's just a cool piece of technology that just came out of the imagination of the writers of this episode. Right. And there's not there's not often. I mean, that was out there. I mean, even for (laughs) lightsaber tech like that was out there. It's pretty crazy. And in in large part, you know, most of these episodes had something to do with lightsaber technology or lightsabers themselves. I yeah, got a first, different take on them. At first, I thought the theme was kyber crystals for the first few episodes, mm. but it's not. No. It just appeared as such. Yeah. So this one, oh. I what I liked about this one is it was black and white with um, color being a very important factor. Yes. Yeah. Because they obviously used color to distinguish Sith and you're expecting a red because because of its black and white and like oh they're showing the green blinking lights and the blue blinking <laughs> lights and then they show the Sith with the red you know parasol blade yeah. and then you're expecting at one point the blue or the green blade to come out and then it's red and it's red <laughs> and so they're playing with this expectation of color and this focus yes. on color that so when you just see red you immediately go damn yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it was fantastic. And this whole episode was uh, definitely set the tone. Uh, definitely set the tone for the entire series, being the sort of more sort of classical Japanese theater style, yes. you know, productions, right? Like uh, Kira Kurosawa. Thank you. Stuff. Like yeah. Kurosawa. Yeah, yeah. So exactly like Kurosawa. So and and this episode obviously also leaned into 
you could tell that they were leaning into more traditional Japanese design and Japanese lore when they did this. It's a Ronin. He's, you know, holed up in this village for a while. You know, some, you know, force comes to the village to threaten them. And then ultimately he decides to protect them for, for reasons unknown to us at the beginning. But he uh, does I think anyway. they were hired because it looks like the mercenaries were all hidden. Oh, yeah, the waiting. mercenaries. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the Ronin is the leader of the mercenaries because they knew him and they knew him by name. This is true, yeah. So what it appeared to me that they just kind of showed off screen was that they were hired to be brought in. They didn't know he was Sith. They just went, we need someone to protect us. We'll pay you. Yeah. And a Sith, unlike the Jedi, don't give a fuck. Oh, we they should say, too, this money. is all spoilers. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've already cast. experienced one spoiler. Go and watch it. Come back. But anyway, continue. <laughs> so, yeah. So they, they're clearly, this village is paying the, the lowest bidder. It really is what it is. And this Sith Lord is, I don't even know if he's a Sith Lord, but the Sith yeah. is going around with his mercenary crew, making money how they can. Yeah. And that's pretty much the end of it. I loved it. I loved it. What a cool take on it. And I like that this is something we're going to touch on throughout multiple episodes of this, where you have a Sith or a Jedi breaking the traditional mold of what a Sith and a Jedi is. Yes. Right? So the traditional mold is they're Sith, there's Jedi, they're against one another, and they're absolutely transfixed on battling one another all the time. Nice. No matter where the no matter where but in, in this episode we already see that oh, a Sith can also just be someone who is maybe you know, a Sith in training at one time or was a full Sith or whatever the case may be, and then has since not reformed, but just kinda of gone off to do his own thing because well, he's Jedi you know, do that too. Jedi it's too. true. It's he's, true. Yeah. The Sith to me We see Jedi throughout this that have done that. We yeah. do. I, I think this sets something up that I've always kind of thought about when it comes down to the Sith is first of all, this was my favorite episode by a large margin. Oh really? Really? Yes. Nice. Wow. Second of all, um, the Sith are the epitome of selfish. That's mm. really what defines them. Selfish. The different sins, but yeah, selfish is probably one of the predominant ones. It's very rare that you find Sith working together unless yeah. they need to, or they're trying to learn from one another yeah. and they're trying to yeah. steal the information from well, themselves. They, they want something. Yeah. They want something. Whereas Jedi are selfless. And that's yeah. to me, the def what defines the two, because you've seen Jedi be kind of, uh, revengeful, but still be Jedi. You've seen Jedi be hostile, um, action oriented, very, you know, um, killing people. Yeah. So those um, aren't what define them. It's yeah. clearly the, they do things for other, whereas silk, Sith, silk, silk, Sith do things for themselves. Yeah. And in this case, it totally mixes. The one Sith wants to get money and it chooses to do it the bandit way, whereas the other one chooses to do it the protector way. That Sith still just gives a shit about his money. He was going to leave yeah. with his fucking money. One interesting <laughs> thing though about the motivation behind it, uh, behind the actual, Ronin that was hired in the ambush. So at the end, he takes the kyber crystal, right, from the uh, the other Sith's lightsaber yes, after, yeah. after she's vanquished, right? And then he's about to put it into his jacket. When he opens his, his overcoat, it's actually filled with red kyber crystals. Yes. Yeah. So this isn't the first no. Sith Lord that he's no. killed. Well, I, I think anytime he runs into a Sith, they fight. Yeah. He probably seeks them out, too, That's given cool the amount as hell. that he has. Yeah. That's cool as hell. So I, just, I love that there's all this context that might be there about him. Like, you know, maybe he hasn't reformed, but maybe he's just really pissed at the Sith. Maybe he just likes hunting them, and they like hunting one another. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, it could, could actually it could be, be just even as simple as, like, there was, um, I think there's a character at one point in the Legends series. Oh, hey, we have a cat visitor up there. What the um, heck? <laughs> Who that? Is that your cat? Yeah. Oh, is it? What's he doing? What's he doing? <laughs> Anyway, moving along. Dad, let me in. 
They just wow. take him out for a, tr- what for a, a trip outside. Guy. Yeah. What a goofy guy. Uh, anyway, where were we before he got totally... Before the derailed. cat eruption? Yeah. yeah. Catastro- <laughs> catastrophic yeah. eruptions. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> hey, man, I just never see the cat randomly look at me through the window <laughs> up there. I'm that was like, pretty funny. No idea why Adam's cat's outside. <laughs> Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> you enjoy this edit <laughs> so yeah um kind of derailed that episode but <laughs> that's how it goes man cats get in the way <laughs> oh. oh well so let's move on to episode two so moving on uh was there anything adam you wanted to say about your favorite episode before we move on to two no no i okay. thought the they were very going because to me star wars is inspired by two things the Buck Rogers slash uh, Flash Gordon stuff. Yeah. And the Ronin and, you know, the Japanese Kurosawa samurai. Stuff, yeah. Kurosawa mm-hmm. stuff. You mix those two together, you get Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. Well, that's, those are two big things that Lucas it, said that he was, like, influenced by. Exactly. And this clearly went towards the Japanese side. Yeah. And I thought it was a great rendition of that and a great honoring of Star Wars in the Kurosawa. That's why I loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, episode one was good. Episode one was good. The next one was the worst episode. Yeah. Nope. It was, but it was bad. It was yeah, maybe second, maybe <laughs> second to worst for me. But it it was it was close. Yeah, it could be the worst. So this is called Tatooine Rhapsody, and and the idea behind it is cute, right? So here's uh, a Jedi or a Padawan who ends up uh, in in a clo- I think it's in the Clone Wars era. So is what they suggested because then um, it goes and it's Jabba doing the pod racing and all that. Actually, stuff. Actually, it looked like I think it was actually um, during the purge purge. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. During Order 66. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. That would make sense because they were on the run and then he decided just to hide and, the fact that and, he was Jedi. Yes. Yeah, this would have been an amazing episode if there was no talking. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, if there was just all music the whole way through. Like, a like I'm thinking um, uh, heavy metal type yeah. of yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be great. That, that would, have been, been would have been a way better episode. And not only that, if the actual music and singer they had in it wasn't garbage... Uh, so okay, so if you listen to the English version, that's uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett singing. Yeah. yeah, really? What? Yeah, it's trash. Wow, yeah. he's a singer. Yeah, wow, he, wow, that wow. was trash. <laughs> Interesting. So, and this is an episode that also featured a couple characters from the Star Wars universe, uh, like as themselves, like Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt. So there weren't really a lot of recurring characters who we would have recognized in most of these episodes. In fact, that might be the only one. I don't. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I think it is the only one. So it seems so, like the only it. one for uh, what? Sorry, the only one that actually features characters from mainline sagas. No, no. There's there's another. Um, Remind me when we get to it. Then maybe because, we'll yeah, get to is, it. Yeah. This is the one I'm thinking maybe of. Maybe not. Actually, so anyway, in this one, uh, Jay the Padawan, he ends up joining this band, and on the band is a hut named Gee, and Gee plays. What does he play? The drums or bass? He plays drums. Yeah. Uh, no, he played bass. He plays the bass. And uh, Jay ends up becoming the front man for this band. And they travel around, they get a little ship, and they do little shows on the side of the ship, and people can attend, and they, they rock out! So it's totally sweet. But then Boba Fett finds them, and then Boba Fett wants to turn them into the huts, which he does. He turns in Gee, the one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there's a cool, there was actually a cool scene in it with the slave one chasing. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The fire Boba spray. Fett's starfighter. <laughs> it's, so. the, it's called the fire spray now, which is stupid because it's a fire Wait, spray class. class. What, yeah, they yeah. don't call it the slave one anymore? No, <laughs> the, they call it the fire spray now. Disney doesn't use the word S-L-A-V-E, okay? okay Even I though didn't slave know Leia is also like a huge thing, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. We, which they will probably also We probably We prefer to call her sexy bikini Leia. Yeah. Not Slave Leia, okay? Metal Just Bikini Leia. Yeah, Metal, Leia. metal, metal Sexy Bikini Leia. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, it's it's fine. I think it's it's 
mincing words, but I get it. So get anyway, it. then uh, then the power of rock and roll saves them all, I guess, maybe. Who knows? All right. The, yeah, I don't know. I just thought this would have been so much better if Guy was like Java's kid. Yeah. It yeah. Been. There's two <laughs> problems here that I think, well, I think, I'd say there's three major problems. It was bad. One, the plot is just boring. <laughs> yes. One, it sucked. One. <laughs> um, second of all, the music sucked, and this is a whole thing. It's called Tatooine Rhapsody. Yeah, don't make the music suck if you're going to do a music thing. Yes. And you're Disney for fuck's sake. You've got what? Yeah, you've got like, all the musicians. Like, yeah, like think about think about like all of the hits that Disney's had. Yeah, they couldn't come up with a fucking Star Wars couldn't song. Do something. They could have just pulled a song from that soundtrack from the bar at uh, Galaxy's Edge. They could have just shot me. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett could have just shot me right Finally, in the face. Finally, <laughs> they never really explained why Gee was captured. No, they didn't. To be executed. I don't. I fu- get that. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. It felt wrong. Though. You know what? No, actually, I I can tell you exactly why. Because they had that fucking band. <laughs> <laughs> Jabba wanted his money back. Jesus. So one thing that is funny is there is a scene where Jabba laughs. You're behind him, and he's like whacking his tail. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. Laughs oh, or something. Beat. Yeah. And oh, oh, oh. I think it's the exact same recording as from Return of the probably. Jedi. Yeah, probably. Okay, because it, it felt different than all the other recordings. Like, it felt disconnected. It felt a lower quality yeah. and specifically clipped. And I think it was stolen from that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was Tamar Morrison, by the way, playing. Uh, yeah, um, it was Tamar Morrison doing uh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett, yeah. Nice. It was a nice little uh, nice little detail in there. I, I recognized him immediately, too, when I heard it. Nice. So, hell yeah. So, yeah, that's that's it for that shit show. I think that's the worst one. Yeah, so. it. it it barely fit into the Star Wars universe, I felt like, and there was just no context that made me care. So anyway, cute cute little animation style, though. It was fun. A little fun watch. So, this comes my second favorite. So the, the, this next one is your second favorite? Yes. Okay, really? cool. That's it's funny. A, this one's actually up there for me, too. And this wow. is the first of two Studio Trigger episodes. Sorry, uh, Tatooine Rhapsody was Studio Colorido, they're called. So this is this episode three, though, is called The Twins. And this is the first Studio Trigger episode. So uh, this is in the aftermath of the Empire's defeat. So there's actually uh, Imperial, I don't know, like remnants. And they've cloned someone and there's a brother and sister and they're force powerful, right? So and then yes. they've, they're traveling around on a star, two Star Destroyers that have been joined together in the middle with some gigantic weapon. The which, Gemini class. Yeah, which we come mm-hmm. to find out is basically just another like... Planet killer. Yeah, another planet killer that has a kyber crystal. But in. it's using a kyber crystal as its power. And so it's a big-ass kyber crystal. What? Why do you think they're farming kyber crystals from Jetta? Okay, first of all, I didn't know that. Uh, they, Rogue One. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. It's literally the whole fucking point of Rogue One. <laughs> so inside... It's literally the story point of Rogue One. <laughs> so inside... I thought the story point of Rogue One was to get the plans. Well, the the no. the actual underlying conflict, like where it began, uh, was actually with the with the Empire harvesting the Kyber crystals from Jeddah. Yeah, okay. so I that's never the knew whole that. reason why. They yeah, that's why that's why place. the rebels attack the uh, the tank, the oppressor tank, because mm-hmm. they're going to get the uh, crystals off of it. Yeah, I had no idea that was yeah. powering the Death Star. Yeah, holy and shit! So and that's why the whatever the monk guys or whatever. That's why they came in too. You know, I'm one with the Force. The Force is one with me, or whatever. So. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, it. Was it was a really cool setup though for this one? I thought, and I like the idea of these two. Basically, they're supposed to be malevolent, right? But we come to find out, maybe one of them's not so malevolent. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah. Okay, this was. I tell I'm, us. Tell me why you guys liked it. Let's right. help with that. The reason I like Studio Trigger 
is because... Okay. I love Studio Trigger. That is not my we know, problem. We know no, this. I know. We know this. Yeah. We, know we should this. establish that Rob does love Studio Trigger. Maybe even 1% more than you do, Adam. We don't know. It's possible. So I <laughs> well, like Studio Trigger true. because they're willing to take animation to the next level. Yeah. There's a lot of animations that try and push it. Because animation, you can do things in animation that you can't film in real life. Yeah. Maybe in CG you can, but that's a lot of work right. and who gives a shit. But they get to do some really cool color works that they get to do in color. And it doesn't take you out of it because it's, d- it's designed to be exactly over the top. Promare, it's yeah. over the top, oh, and I love it for it. That's an extreme example, but yeah. It is, an, it is their most extreme. <laughs> yeah. It is so over the top. But this reminded me of Promare for the most part. Once the action started, yeah. it didn't fucking stop. And they don't give a fuck about the rules of physics. You no, have to go no, into no. a studio... Uh, trigger yeah. knowing they don't care about the rules of physics and the story plots are usually really thin and the characters are over the top and I'm just happy that Studio Trigger had the balls <laughs> to create a lightsaber that could cut a goddamn Star Destroyer in half <laughs> and, and I love that they yeah. to do that they put that they put that lightsaber in the hand of a man who's riding upside down on an X-Wing <laughs> as it goes into light speed <laughs> Without a helmet. Without a helmet. <laughs> With no helmet They're breathing no in space. They're yeah. fighting in space. They don't give a fuck about the rules, and so, I was totally fine with that. <laughs> He's been so, holding his breath the entire time. <laughs> oh, my to God. To let you know why I dislike this, it's funny because I agree with everything you've said up to this point. I want you to know that. Okay. The reason why I did not like the twins is because there was way too much exposition. It, they okay. would not shut the fuck up. Okay. They just needed to shut the fuck up because you could tell whatever they were talking about, you could already tell if you were watching it. That if is were, true. If you were paying yeah, 10 did, seconds yeah. worth of fucking attention, the exposition took me out every time. You that know, was the only problem I had. And it was it, it took me out of the episode so much that I hate it. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, okay. I love the episode. Maybe maybe that was just by nature of the fact that it was like a 13 No, no, no. This is a thing. studio trigger thing. This is 100% a studio trigger thing. You will watch Promare. There's so much exposition in Promare. It is true. But the thing is, though, in Promare, it's done in a comedic way. So it's okay. In here, they were trying to just get you information. Yeah. And in Promare, even the uh, constant talking is still highly active and yes. things are constantly going on. Well, it's Correct. because they're, but they're also unraveling the mystery as to why these people were like exploding with energy or whatever in yeah. Promare, yeah. right? So, so there actually was like a larger storyline kind of going on there, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas this was just a 13 minute storyline with a lot of talking. Rob, I think you're right. I think they could have definitely used with more action, less talky. Uh, to Im- to improve it, or just just drop the talking. Everything else was good. Um, I think they were like, they didn't need, they didn't need a drop at all. Like Tatooine Rhapsody, they showed up one hundred percent dropped it all. I yeah. think because it should have all just been music. Yes. Yep. It's Tatooine Rhapsody just hundred percent for yeah. the music. You're right. Yep. It should have been a heavy metal type thing, yeah. or it didn't even have to be. Heavy. It could have been whatever. That doesn't fucking matter. It could have been a but pop song. Would have been song. so badass if it was like heavy metal. Yeah, it would have been, been but sweet. Whatever. With Boba Fett and everything too, dude. <laughs> yeah, it would have been cool. But um, <laughs> like imagine some, Boba Fett some sort of... in the red bikini from Heavy Metal Two. Yeah. Oh, dude, in some sort of like like. I don't know, some dark death metal like slap bass thing comes on when he shows up. You know, that would have been so sweet, man. But, but they uh, didn't do it. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, but like other than that, like there's uh, parts where they were like where he puts the, uh, the lightsaber together right as he's turning it on and stuff like right. that. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, animations. He slaps I, the kyber yeah. crystal in. That was cool. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of stuff like that. Like I was like, oh, this is really cool. And when the, she was fighting with like the effectively light whip versions of oh, the lightsabers, yeah. I was like, okay, this is extremely kill a kill. Um, yes. but I'm like, but like in a good way. And I was like, 
because I'm not going into these going, oh, I'm a Star Wars fan. It needs to be just like Star Wars. That's not where oh, I'm coming no. from on these at all. I was like, oh, sweet. Anime Star Wars. Don't care. I wanted to <laughs> like, see, I'm I wanted to see him break it. I yeah. wanted to see him break all the formulas. Yeah, so sure. I love yeah, it. Exactly. And because yeah. like, I'm not going like, oh, the twins were totally a canon thing. No. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I think their exposition did negatively impact it. Watch, the, watch again, it. you're not going to like it as much. I'm sorry. Oh, I hate you. I'm but sorry. If, if you think back to the, to the concept of twins in Star Wars, though, so this was kind of a dark retelling of, you know, potential history of Luke and Leia, right? In fact, I thought when the guy yeah. turned good, I thought his name was going to be Luke because he looked just like him. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, he yeah. looked like a cross between Luke and Han, right? And I'm like, okay, this, that's what this is going to be. Then he turned out to be his own guy anyway, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, but it would have been interesting to see, actually. I was thinking about it as I was watching it. Like, what if what if the live action, like the sequels, instead of, you know, like Rey and Kylo Ren being, you know, allegedly unrelated <laughs> and on the opposite <laughs> side of the force, what if what if they had been twins both sort of ingratiated into the dark side? And would then, have been more And Skywalker. then there's a struggle. Yeah, and there would have been a struggle about who's going to become good and who's going to stay evil. You yeah. know what I mean? They could have carried that all the way through the film. So I was thinking like, man, what a big missed opportunity with those characters. But okay. it would have been a lot tougher to work in that chest shot in Last Jedi of uh, shirtless Kylo Ren. So <laughs> This whole sequel's trilogy is just, just boil it down to missed opportunity opportunity to move on. <laughs> I think so, this one was probably the third best, which was the ninth. I love Jedi. this one. This, this one was great. So the ninth Jedi. Oh no, no, no we're on the we're Village Bride. Village oh, Bride. sorry, I did yeah. skip one. The yeah, Village Bride is episode four. This was. I still like this one. Kinema Kinema Citrus. Yeah. was the studio, and uh, yeah, I agree. This Very was a episode. great one. Yeah, because it was cool. Because you got to see um, four sensitives in. Uh, other cultures mm-hmm. uh, which was cool and that's a huge thing in Star Wars and th- that's one thing a lot of people don't realize about Star Wars I think it's I actually think it's hilarious um, people are like oh there's no real magic in Star Wars it's like no you're just only seeing people using the force in a way that is very plain because yes. there is yeah, yeah. like you look at like the Witches of Dathomir they use legit fucking magic yeah and it's like okay and it's like, no, no, but that's what the Force is. It lets you do things that are not normal. It is magic in a sci-fi world. Yes, that's exactly what like it is. Like, if you boil it down, it's really just a magic system. Yep. It's 100% We just it add is. religion to it. Yep. Well, and I love that idea. I love that on this planet, they kind of became like geomancers a little yep. bit. You know what I mean? And that's the that's the form it took there. And that's the coolest thing about the Force now that I realize watching this is it could be all these different things that we see throughout this. You yes. know what I mean? Like, And I thought that was such an awesome concept because obviously the films really don't touch on that. The films just add in like goofy things like oh but it's all based on little bugs living in your blood to call them midichlorians like, you, you look <laughs> at like anything like uh avatar last airbender all of their different bending techniques are all totally applicable as force powers oh totally possible. yeah definitely i think what i liked about this one is it wasn't about the force as a violent usage no it was it was about their connection to the planet yes, and they used yes. the force to feel the planet and uh, the planet was a sort of deity in their religion and in their culture. Right, yeah, right. And they honored their marriage through that. Now, what I don't understand is what the story was trying to tell me, and this maybe you can answer this. What was going... This other character who was clearly a Jedi who didn't want to fight, didn't want to get involved, and then right. now she got involved. What does that have to do with the planet and the story of this culture interacting with the planet? Well, it was more so that um, they are they're um, cherishing their connection to the Force and to the planet and stuff like that, and that's something that she's clearly pushed herself away from. So he was actually bringing her there to show 
her that there's still like beauty in the force and there's good out there, but it's in danger. So she needs to protect it. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Because they show up. Or at least that's how I saw it anyway. Yeah, they show up and and there's actually like a wedding ritual that they witness. Uh, They're sort of watching that. Which, by the way, I would stay a virgin if I had to do that goddamn ritual. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. It was crazy, man. Yeah, with like the mountains collapsing around them and everything. It was crazy. I'm also imagining now there is no such thing as a fat wife in that culture. Oh, dude, it couldn't possibly be there. Those people are insane. Because the whole ritual is that they have to carry the the to be wife. Yep. Yes. uh, The fiance, the female female fiance up the mountain yeah yeah up this mountain through this path yeah all the way up to this specific stone that is a holy stone to them that i guess has a better connection allows them to have a better connection it's a it's a, it's a nexus of power it's a nexus of power that allows yeah. them to connect to the planet more and it looks like when they do this the planet sort of shows them their past yeah and how they got here mm-hmm. And it went so far as to like showing the building of the ground, and then eventually like the destruction. Like I think, yeah. I think the planet might have actually been alive. Oh, I think so for sure. Yeah, and I think, I think in general, most of the planets are are they're supposed to be. The, the idea is that the force goes through everything. Everything yeah. is like in some way connected. Exactly, yeah. it's just they're specifically connected to this one more than any other yeah. cultures connected to yeah. theirs. Yeah. yeah, and I thought that was pretty cool that it showed. I wish it kind of showed their future to a small degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go, oh, it's showing their this good future. And then you find out they're being betrayed. And you're like, wait, what does that future mean? Mm. And then you go, oh, no, it's because they actually survive it all. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a really impressive episode. Curiously, uh, also has one of the shortest descriptions on here that we've seen so far. But it's definitely a very fulfilling episode to watch. Like, there was a lot going on. So, yes. And a lot I like, introduced I like the there. characters, too. The protagonists were pretty cool. I like the guy who with the uh, helmet. Oh, the, the yeah. helmet the whole time wondering, what's the deal with the helmet? Turns uh, out it's a rocket bomb that explodes. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's a multi-use thing. So that, that's kind of funny because in Star Wars, that's actually super common for people to have gear that is just like weirdly constructed to do a variety of different things to catch people off guard. Like I have this pauldron that also turns into a rocket and explodes. Well, think about <laughs> it. Um, Boba Fett's got the knee rockets. Oh, that's right. right? Yeah. So now, yeah. now think of uh, Clone Wars. Uh, there's a Kyozo bounty hunter who uses a shield that as a hat. Oh, that's right. But he throws it like Captain America. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, that's just stolen property. <laughs> and he also he also like rides it like sliding down hills and shit as he's shooting people. It's great, cool. great. So he's Captain Silver Surfer. Got it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, no, no. That's more like a Legolas thing. So yeah, straight yeah, up stealing from, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he does use a bowcaster. <laughs> uh, cool. So that's episode four, The Village Bride. Moving on to the ninth Jedi. This, this is my favorite. Yeah, this is my favorite this as is well. A good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is also my favorite. And uh, definitely, well, I think it's one of the longer episodes. It doesn't say the time length on here, but I'm pretty sure it was closer to like 20 minutes on this one. Uh, I, I recall it being a little bit longer. And this was done by a studio called Production IG. Do you want yeah. to talk about this one, Rob? This one was awesome. Since you loved this one? Oh, I love this one for sure. Uh, yeah, okay, so, um, the one thing I've always kind of been irked with, uh, Disney is the whole, when you pick up your lightsaber, it changes to the whatever color is supposed to be a part of you. Yeah. But the way that they presented it in this was a lot more cool, because it was more of a unique thing that the sabersmith was imbuing with the blades. Yeah, it was yes. like his, his technological advancement or something. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's supposed to be, like, if that was, like, a, just a technique that some sabersmiths knew, that would be really cool. Yeah. I think that would be really, really cool as a story point. It wasn't here. Um, but yeah, and here it was used as a story twist that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it definitely was a plot device. Uh, and uh, it was really kind of uh, fun to watch. But the one thing I actually really loved about it was the Margrave. 
because they totally present the Margrave as the bad guy. Yes. yes. And the droid that's with him as like this like evil sinister droid, red eyes, you know, like they're going for like the very, like they're hammering you with it. And the whole time I'm like, oh, I really hope he's not the bad guy because like that's going to be really good. And they even have a scene where when the mercenaries show up to stop the guy with the lightsabers. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. like, the ones who he's like, how did you know I was doing this? And he goes, you were sold out by the one who commissioned by the ones who commissioned it or something like that. Yeah. He'd be like, Oh, it's the Margrave. He fucked everything up. Yeah. Like, so, but it wasn't the Margrave. But it wasn't. No. <laughs> and, uh, out. and he was in the droid, which was awesome too. Be- uh, cause there, there's this whole thing about how, um, droids always can conceal more than they're showing because of their chassis, the way that their chassis is designed. So like R2 has like the lightsaber, that he can right. launch out of it, right? Yes. He's got like those kinds of systems. Uh, having a one of the guard, like a guardian droid, uh, that actually conceals the person that they're guarding. Yes, uh, is very very cool and uh, something that's not done a lot. So I, I thought that was neat. But the the whole having all of these Jedi show up that are actually Sith was fantastic because that shit should totally have happened. Yes. Uh, and and I almost never ever hear about anything like that. And then all of a sudden, like, you see now it's like, oh, this is actually happening. But the other cool part, too, is that one of the fallen Sith, throughout the fight, you see his blade constantly flickering. Yeah. And it's so like... I didn't notice it flickering. Yeah, yeah. It, it does, like... It, like, you'll see just even, like, a part of it change, but yep. then it goes right back to red. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you can tell he's, like, he's super, like, he's uncertain. He's, like, he's just, like, on the edge. And I loved that. Yeah, and it, it was cool that in this wasn't the only episode that did it. Sort of played with that exerting of the dark side of the force on Jedi. Right. The, yeah. The, this is one of two episodes that did it really, really well. And uh, and I love that this this character Ethan. So when there is one lightsaber presented to the group of you know supposed Jedi that yes. arrive to the Margrave, right? So he's the one who takes the saber, and when he turns it on, of course, it's like a blue blade. I think it was blue. Yeah, he so doesn't actually take it; they give it to him. They give it to him, so he, yes. it's kind of presented to him, and so yes. he takes it right. Because he's then the it's good a blue, guy. Yeah, and then what you come to find out then, once the lightsaber smith, you know, through his daughter is is is, is the catalyst, she's able to get the lightsabers up there, and and they believe that they're about to fight uh you know the margrave who's supposed yeah. to be evil she gives the lightsabers out to everybody right yeah and then yeah. the uh, nine uh and then they circle ethan the, they turn the on the lightsabers and they're, and they're all, all red, red. <laughs> it was so good yeah. it was so good. i do love i, I actually oh liked her God. as a character too i thought she was cool so the, oh she was great the yeah the, the lightsaber smith was good too yeah. i hated oh, yeah. the voice actor for ethan oh yeah there was something wrong there I, was yeah. a little bit, you watch in english yeah. Okay. He seemed like a little bit of a weenie, but yeah. It wasn't just a weenie. It's just his statements didn't feel human. You know when there's dialogue that's just like um, not human? Like it's, it's something. <sighs> okay, yes, that so, would, that's something someone would say, but it's not how oh, they would say it or when uh, they would say I, it. I just so, took it because it was kind of like a hateful eight situation. So like I, They all just kind of show up together and they don't know what everybody's there for kind no, of thing. Well, that is kind of what it was, but the, uh, the one thing that I actually thought that, that this was hilarious so you saw it as like it was a character flaw in the sense that he was like no talking, no no like no. the way he was talking no no not a character flaw the voice actor was just bad oh, oh okay yeah no, that's fine exactly the words like, he used weren't bad just the way he the way the actor presented fine. them and yeah. the way they came out just took me out of it it didn't convince me that that was that 2d character speaking it. It, it felt like there was 
a, a human being recording something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was dubbed on to this person. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, because oh. um, the character seemed really naive at times, but I thought that they were perfectly naive for somebody who's like a Padawan who's like out there yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah. So, well, my like, issue wasn't there naive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I do love the scene where he's got his blade and the, the all the other ones are around him. He's just like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, it was shit. good. It was good, man. Was... Like, you finally got your lightsaber. Yeah, you get it for like a minute. <laughs> so, what do you think? The fact that her blade was mostly black, uh, oh, or no, it colorless. Green. It was a it was a colorless but green. Though. It was like a colorless green. Yeah. Why was hers mostly colorless green? So, uh, she actually makes a. There's actually an exposition about the, that. She's not connected to the force. No, yet. it's not that. It's just she hasn't developed her connection to the force yeah. yet. Right. Right. But the thing is, is what bothered me about it is it still allowed her to use it as a lightsaber. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, because it's just like, it's still it's still a piece of technology. It's still functional, but it is the color mechanism that he put into it that changed, that's yeah. fucking with her blade. I would have liked to have seen her color. I think that should, her blade should never have changed. I thought that should have been her blade. See, and I think that what should have happened is there. it should have been more of a story about her struggle because she's in this situation yeah and i could see her blade going red then going green then going red and not at the time. end you have to make the decision yeah not enough time you're right i don't think they had enough time but i think that's where they, they could have cut out other stuff and made that more well, of a story everyone's been asking for this one to become its own like this yeah. specific episode into its yeah. own series i would love that yeah, everyone's been asking i, I would for love it. it too yeah and like, i could even see it being uh, like a hateful eight kind of movie where you don't really see a whole lot of action throughout except yeah. for like just some you know juxtaposing and guys you know trying to screw each other over or something and then in the end it turns into that you know with a nice big twist on the lightsabers actually um uh, as a quick uh, quick aside actually a lot of the community is pissed at disney for the way that they treated this series because they released it all at the same time so there's no hype there's no PR yeah. about the Which series Disney coming Plus out does not normally do even with yeah. uh, the Marvel um uh what if series they released them weekly yeah. Yeah. So, yeah so like like people are like what the fuck is going on though like you guys have no idea what you just released was like really good and you did it and you just carelessly threw it away okay so i don't like, want that because I hate no, that what if I is do taking too. this long no, to get I do released. Too. 100%. I get it. I, I'm 100% on the binge train. But the fact of the matter is, is that Disney's mistreating something that they shouldn't be. Yeah, what if? There's a little bit more to unpack, though, from the what if episodes. They're a bit longer. They're each. Oh, well, yeah, they're a lot longer. Yeah, but I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to get it piece by piecemeal. I the whole point of me getting streaming services is to binge. Is to binge. I'm totally fine with it. If they wanted to go with a whole marketing and sell that this is coming out, cool. But I, I hate this week-to-week -week stuff. I got off of that train with, yeah you know, our, our TV providers. That's why I joined these providers because yes. they did do binging. And now both Netflix and Disney Plus are fucking me over. Yeah, yeah they all like they're, their weekly They're, they're stretching, yeah, they're yeah. stretching their was, subscriptions. Yeah. Yes, I was happy that I could binge this all on a night. 100%. I don't get one day a week every week necessarily. Yeah, but it's, I might just, it's just to hours. control their, their yeah. subscriber churn. That's it is, 100%. That's it is, 100% yeah. that's what it is. But the, the the fact of the matter is, like I said, it's just it's not that that they're complaining about, which I am on your side. Uh, it is the fact of how they handled it. How, how little marketing they had. No. And, and how little respect they showed it, yeah. If this was to turn into a series, the last line of the um, 
Uh, description says, uh, alongside one member of the safe return to the light side, Kara and Ethan join the ranks of Juro's new Jedi order and is set off on a quest to find Zima. Who's the father who made the lightsabers yeah. who's being held on a Sith occupied planet. It would be cool to see a series pick up yeah. right there. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> it would totally work. It, it's a fantastic series too, because it shows that there's another iteration of the Jedi order somewhere in the timeline. That yeah, is made this is supposed out of to be, desperation. This is supposed to be like, what does it say, centuries or generations after the Jedi Order became mostly extinct. So this p- could potentially be even long after the Star Wars sequels. Yeah, or I think more likely this is probably happening sometime in tandem with Luke's Jedi Order. Oh, that would be sweet. Yeah, that would make sense. And then it would be a really good lead-in to that. Yeah. Because if they combine, yep, yeah, now, you have, right. now you have Luke and the Margrave as iconic characters. Okay, is the Margrave from outside of this? No, no. Okay, he's a new character, but he he'd be a great addition. Yeah, he would. yeah, he would be. He would be. So the next episode, it's a, it's a good Dooku, <laughs> which did a good Dooku. Yeah, is Toby is pronounced T O B one T O B one, which is clearly an android which is, name. Okay, so a droid th- name. That's stupid because because I don't know why the fuck they called it that because he's not a droid. They specifically say it. He's an android. Yes. Which, there's a very big distinction there. There is, there is. And um, it's, again, made by, or I think this is the first one made by, uh, yeah, this is the first one made by Science Saru. Yep. Yeah. What did you guys think of this one? I, I liked... It was Astro Boy. It was Astro Boy. Yeah, it was Boy. Astro Boy. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I actually got a lot of Mega Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's still Astro Boy. Like, yeah, even like the Jedi, who is like father figure, was yeah. like Dr. Light. But, but that <laughs> yes. is, but Astro, like, the, the same thing. Yes, I completely agree. <laughs> I couldn't, like, they're, they're tech boys. I couldn't decide <laughs> Astro Boy or Mega Man. I'm like, they, and then my brain just kept flipping between the two as I was watching They're it. Kid Robocop. They're Kid Robocop, yeah. <laughs> but what did you guys think of it? The style was interesting. It was okay. That's all it is yeah. to me. I was just like, this one just, and it, I don't think it was anything against, like, the what it was at all is just not me that's all it was it yeah, just it wasn't my style i think this this is a good uh precedent that what i'm talking about with i think they failed to use chekhov's gun at a moment yeah there was a scene where he's fighting the sith and one of the other little droids latches onto his back and acts as a rocket for him yeah they really needed to have shown that off earlier and like maybe just an exploration yeah. scene like you know when he was searching for or just the flying crystal. around him yeah, they just should have just showed the robot jumping on his back and he could just fly around searching for the, while he's searching for the crystal. This way, when it does happen at that moment, in this pivotal, quick moment, you don't think, ha, ah, you think, the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a weird sort of pastoral episode as well, and uh, which was kind of out of line with the rest of, maybe with the exception of the village ride. But um, there's definitely a shout out to Osamu Tezuka was his name. So that was the guy who created like Astro Boy and Metropolis, the, like the old yes. Metropolis, yeah. right? And uh, it was just, it was, it, it's just a really... Uh, a really impressive episode and just how much it emulates that style and I thought that that was really sure. really cool yeah. but yeah. at the at the end of the day like it was just a style you know what I mean and, yeah. and, and the story itself was interesting in so much as this little android is not even like trying to like emulate being like a Jedi he is trying to become a Jedi like his yes. task is to go find himself a, a kyber crystal so yeah, I thought I, that was pretty neat and I think there was a, another <laughs> it was cute too. Kind it was of, just cute <laughs> yeah it was cute that's all it was there, yeah, yeah. and there was another little weird thing that threw me off where um, I will call him Professor Light because I don't remember his real name yeah <laughs> nobody does Professor Light Jedi Professor Light Jedi where he shows up and he's uh, Toby is sort of showing off sword skills yeah. with a stick yep. in this room 
and the Doctor Light character shows him and goes, don't go in the basement. And like, he wasn't like, okay, I get it. He was near the door. Yeah. But he clearly had no intention <laughs> yeah. of going to the basement. Are you saying he's never been in this room before? Yeah. Before you yelling at him? Like, why did you just yell and at him? And there wasn't a moment where he like looked for a long time at the door considering yeah. going in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> like, what like, are you talking you're about? You're otherwise perfect android child and you're going to scold him the moment he comes proximity yeah, near yeah. any time. <laughs> yeah. And like, and there's there's clearly evidence that he's been in this room before. So it's like, why are you surprised now? Yeah. And it, clearly, it's meant to be. There's a secret in the thing, and yeah. I get it. But fuck you! Yeah. Like, <laughs> come like, on, Doctor Professor Light. You're just a dick, Jedi. All you are is a dick, Doctor Jedi. Um, yeah, this it was an interesting episode. That I liked the fight at the end, although it was with some sort of. Darth Vader knockoff like they could have taken that a little further in one yeah. direction or the other not just been a Darth Vader knockoff that he battles at the end but whatever yeah so, I wasn't a big fan it, of it, was an it was fun but I'd already kind of written it off at that point anyway so the style was nice the story was crap mm-hmm. so I'd yeah. say definitely on the lower end of episodes for Toby yeah for sure for sure all right we're getting into the final three which are pretty all good I'm having a hard time remembering each of these. Okay, so, so I'll go through each of them. So this one here is a studio trigger one. This is the elder. This is the guy, the old guy with the two knives. Right. Yeah. 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 So this one is funny because I'm not sure if somebody just forgot to tell studio trigger that legends wasn't canon anymore <laughs> because read the fucking description centuries after the death of Darth Bane and the initial extinction of the Sith. Who's Darth Bane? So from uh, Wait, Knights of the Old Republic, like what? No, Darth. No, Darth. Oh, I'm Bane? thinking of Darth Malik. Sorry. Yeah. No. Like. Okay. So this is so like Darth Bane is legends. Yeah. It's the. Yeah. It's just a legends like Sith Lord. But so, where was he? Was he in books? Like yeah, in yeah, the books, books yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, but like, he, <laughs> but he's like he's referenced a shit ton too. But like the the thing is like okay, and then like. There's another Jedi Order at this point because you know like, they may Tajin show. Wait up! They may just an, an aside. They may actually show Darth Bane at the end of the Rise of Skywalker when when the sort of Force projections of those Sith Lords show up. I think Darth Bane actually is one of them. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. so all right, I, well, whatever. I think, I think these it, somebody else showed up too. Like Malik showed up, and I think you can even see Ahsoka Tano like in the background. Of the of the Jedi ones who show up in in that anyway, the, the, in this very final scene oh, <laughs> of God. the Last Jedi, they bring so much into canon that like I don't I don't know why there isn't more conversation about it because it was just so over the top. Because like, the how, whole thing was just garbage. So this one takes place, as far as I can tell. Hey during man, Babu Frick, come on. More or less around <laughs> the Clone Wars era. Yeah, so, maybe a little bit before, maybe a little yeah. bit during, but somewhere yeah, yeah. in that realm. Yeah. Um, could also, yeah. So there's, I don't know. They're, yeah, because the Jedi weren't on the run in this; they were no, like doing their jobs. No, yeah, they were doing more like the High Republic era stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so in this one, there's a, a Jedi and his Padawan who are sort of patrolling the outer rim, mm-hmm. and they get this bad feeling on this outer planet. So they go there, start to investigate. Turns out there's a Sith there. Turns out, oh, he's an old man. Oh, and the problem is, is they had this whole theme about him being an old man and don't be fooled by him because he's yeah. old. But you knew right away he was powerful. Like it was they basically like watch out for old men. He's very powerful. Watch out for old men. He's very powerful. Yeah, yeah we've seen and and, and, and then and then he, <laughs> yeah. they say he's killed one of those animals that lives up in the mountains. It's supposed to be really yeah. powerful. And yeah, then you yeah. see the old man and you see the Padawan like, oh, I can take you. You're just an old man. Like, dude, you were just told like a hundred <laughs> times. Yeah, are you fucking insane? Yeah. How did you ever make it into the academy with this level of intelligence? And well, because that, they come into the academy at like one or two. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and I love that that dude takes and one swing. And they're super on. sheltered. You got to remember yeah, that. That's true. that's true. 
Yeah, I like that he took one hit, one swing on the kid, and he's like, you're weak as hell, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. kill you. Like, I, this is stupid. I was really bothered by the fact that the old man's like, I'm going to kill you. That'll get your Jedi's attention. And then the Jedi shows up, and it turns out the Padawan's alive the whole time. It's like, yeah, did he not? Wait, but you said you'd kill him to get his attention. You should have just fucking killed him. Yeah, I think he was just playing with his food. Sure, but he yeah. should have killed him still yeah, before. Like, or at least killed him in front of the other... I That Padawan should have died. Yeah, I agree. By the end of that episode. Yeah, yeah probably. Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was... I thought he should have been dead right then and there. Yeah. And the master could have learned something too. Yes. Don't let your Padawans go hunt Sith Lords. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible idea. Oh, he's a terrible Sith Lord. <laughs> oh, go up to the mountain. Oh my God, he's killed a giant beast. He's no, killed no. He's killed the most powerful beast in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> like, with like a single clean cut. Yeah. <laughs> okay, maybe don't continue up the mountain. Oh, wait, what? Continue up the mountain? Okay, no, no. Oh, hey, son of a bitch. you're going to have to GTFO because uh, this guy's he's tough as fuck, okay? Like, you need to just get out of there. <laughs> yeah, get, you need to get back. Don't keep looking. Get back. I'm not even a Jedi master, and I knew that. <laughs> yeah, so. It just doesn't make it. The episode didn't quite make sense, and I don't feel like it fulfilled on, a, again, on the Chekhov's gun. The, yeah. He said you were going to die if you go up there. You're going to die if you go up there. You're gonna, and then he doesn't die when he goes up there. What yeah. lesson did this Padawan learn? No, and then, the, decent, decent just, battle. Just that the end, he, he's not going to be around for long. That's what yeah. we learned. Yeah, decent, decent battle at the end, though. I thought that was pretty cool. Nice, yes. nice little twist to the Padawan. He comes back to help finish him off or whatever. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was cute. Using and a then, fun uh, just saber technique there, yeah. too. That was interesting. Yeah. Yeah, where, where he a, ran. That's, a, legend, he that's him, a legend's technique. He hit him in the chest with the lightsaber and then turned on the blade. Was well, that it? He deactivated his blade to get it past his and then get it to his oh, chest and then activate okay. it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty fucking badass. It's a, it's a, it's a legend's technique. That's, that's cool actually That's actually used in legends. That's cool as hell. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So uh, anyway, that that was the Elder. Uh, cool, cool story. And I really liked the animation in it as well. Yep. And, and I liked, uh, it, this was the one episode where the enemy actually felt kind of menacing maybe one of two but this then this one the enemy definitely felt menacing so yeah yeah i, I did question are that. the jedi gonna make it out yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah and then uh episode eight this is lop and <laughs> ocho lop probably taking after the name fuzzy lop which is like a little swedish bunny with fuzzy ears she, because uh she's actually uh, uh takes after jackson which and is a uh, luffy which is funny because uh, in the original comic series for Star Wars, there was introduced a large green rabbit. Yeah, so, and this was yeah, and this so this was back in like 1977 though. Yeah, and he wasn't in it for very long. So they, they <laughs> but, quickly, but his species is though. Yeah, his species is yep. And then uh, they quickly replaced him with Chewbacca in in the in the comics as well. But anyway, uh, yeah. really really interesting episode. I ended up liking this one a lot more than I thought I would at the beginning. Although I thought. Thought the ending was a bit weak, but the buildup was definitely a really fun ride, and I really liked the back and forth on it and the sort of yes. like uh, familial aspects of it. And, yeah, uh, really so in cool. this one, there's like a lord who's lording over this town. He's basically like a daimyo. He's like a, basically a yeah, daimyo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And what's happening is there's slaves. he's also dressed like a daimyo. <laughs> he's definitely dressed like a daimyo. <laughs> And his planet is sort of what doesn't make much sense to me is he's clearly a leader, and his planet is having struggles with industry to, yeah, like, to get to the next level. Yeah. And so they very clearly early on brought in the Empire. And I think at first I was like, why would this guy do this? Because this is not at all uh, a whole historic replaying of Japan. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, let's just bring in Christianity in the West. <laughs> yeah. And oh, they were bad. So they're the Empire now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So I think at first he thought bringing... So bringing in the empire would be and then the women are corrupted <laughs> is that what happened <laughs> the 
this what happens in oh this episode. So then, and then the bunnies um, help. The bunnies save us. The bunnies save us. So then he's exactly like Japanese core, like local culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, he comes back and over time happens and he sort of takes in this slave bunny uh, adopted child along with his actual daughter. And it turns out, I think this is where I had a hard time was uh, there's a fast forward in time and the daughter's yeah. clearly pro empire and the daimyo is now. It was a jump. It was, it a, was jump. a jump. Yeah. And the daimyo is now realizing the empire has fucked him. Yeah. Hardcore. And he wants to fight back and he's kind of doing terrorist activities, but yeah. now it's father like and daughter. Yeah. And this uh, adopted child kind of in between trying to make the, keep the family together. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of just not able to. Yeah. She eventually just has to take out her sister. <laughs> yeah. So it becomes I, an old yeller kind of situation. Yeah. So I thought it was cool. She ended up getting the family lightsaber sort of gifted to her. I guess it was like a lightsaber slash blade. I don't know. It's a lightsaber. Like, it's yeah, a lightsaber. yeah. Kind of, sort of combination of the well, two. Well, uh, Gen like. 1 lightsabers were also katanas. That's true. Yeah, 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 that's true. So, and I thought I thought that was really cool. And then uh, I really liked that final battle as well. The final battle between her and her sister were, was fantastic. It was so cool. Yeah. And uh, a lot of great action toward the end of that one. Uh, this was one of the stronger, like just sort of, more traditional looking animated episodes, I thought. Like, I really like oh, the animation sure. style in it. Highly detailed. Uh, they're called Geno Studio, uh, the, the the studio that did this episode. Yep. I think Ocho. the only trouble I had with this one was that jump and the change in feelings between the daughter and the daimyo was yeah. too sudden. Yeah, yeah. It's it just, it's the major issue that a lot of these things run in is they have too short of a runtime right. for stories that could actually be really good, but since they're so compressed, they fall apart. Yeah, but you can. Here's the deals. I've always believed that um, the true writer can write the same story, but in less words. Okay, but that's or not, but the thing is that that's or it's a not, visual medium, and they can just show you the thing. No, yeah, no. But the thing is, like, that's not to be expected from general writers and the professional world. Sure, but that's to me the difference between good and great. That's why this is. Oh, sure. Great. Yeah, I guess. Um, so I find that this to- story could have been told in the same amount of time if they had cut certain yeah. things out and made certain adjustments. Yeah. They don't need to have had the adopted daughter have, oh, here, spend all the time honoring the ancient blade and telling the story of the ancient. Nobody gives a fuck. That's not what this is about. We can tell you, it's a lightsaber. We can tell yeah. it's like, a lightsaber. We can tell. <laughs> You're wasting your fucking time. Yeah. This, you should have spent that time showing the slow cracks and the change and why the daughter's choosing to choose the Empire. What mm-hmm. reasons she has to choose that. This way, it's not just a, oh, she's insane. Because I look at her and think, she's clearly just fucking well, insane. Well, no. The thing is, like, they do that, though. Not well no, enough. Yeah, but they do, though. Because the whole thing is that she's not doing it just because she's insane. She's doing it because she genuinely believes that this is the way forward. She does, but they don't explain why, though. Why would a daughter fall so far? They don't... Because all daughters do. Like, like all kids do. Like, sure. the idea is that it's the next generation. They're trying to make a name for themselves, and the old generation's holding them back. But it's hard to go but from... Don't you know the storyline of the sequel films? You have to let the old way die. Burn it down if you have to. <laughs> but there's this one scene... Where the daughter is at first... Sorry, uh, I had to. I just die. (laughs) Just die. There's this one scene, you get one scene where the daughter's like, I care about life. Now you're forced to adopt this person because I'm a kind and loving person. Oh, yeah. To immediately the next scene, it's the Empire. And you're like, okay... I, I get it that she clearly she's all like kind... I fucking hate you rabbit face get and, out of and here she was like, not yeah. that nice you no, need to rewatch was, it she, she was a total like bitch she was yeah. really <laughs> small 
she was manipulative of her father, but she was clearly nice, good-hearted. I don't think so. No, I think we saw two end, totally different hated, kids. She hated her sister all of a sudden. Yeah. She's like, you're not even a part of the family. You're just adopted. Like, It was too quick. From? It was too quick. And they should have cut out many of the other yeah. scenes to give There's, that more time to sure. grow. Or they could have just added in two extra minutes. I would have watched it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would have been fine, too. So uh, anyway, good episode. That that one just overall, even with the the missing gaps, because what I like about the missing gaps in this one is that they would all like uh, really just help fill in a story that's already there. Yeah. in my mind, right. So this is one of the top three for me. La Pinocho. Agreed. It was it. still quite good. liked. Yeah, it. Was yeah, yeah, it turned out really good. And then the final episode. This is called Akakiri, and this one I'm curious if we're gonna end up on opposite ends of the spectrum on this one because. Um, I definitely have mixed feelings about it. It was a cool episode in that uh, this was an interesting way to end it. This was the second episode, anyway, by Science Saru. They also did the um, yeah. the uh, Astro Boy episode. Yes. Uh, Toby. They also did yep. the Toby episode. Although this one was definitely the complete opposite end of the spectrum in tone. Uh, this was a very dark episode, and it was ostensibly the story about the fall of a Jedi into uh, the dark side. I do like that they spent a lot of time building these characters so that his betrayal felt more at the end. So he helps this princess who's down and out to try and retake her world from the Sith. Yeah. Yes. He's this Jedi who kind of got screwed and, you know, he's now come back to help this princess do it with a few weird, goofy travelers. And they constantly set up these travelers, these guides, to be the ones that are going to betray them. And so that when at the end of it all, when he turns to the dark side because he thinks... This is how it has to be. This is the best way to keep people, keep everyone safe, keep you safe. He pulls an Anakin. He pulls yeah, an Anakin. straight up Anakin. And, and, and it's definitely what it's referencing, I think, throughout the episode. And, and it felt a little sloppy, too, because they made it into this whole resurrection thing. But resurrection is supposed to be kind of like one guy figured it out. And that's it. Because, yeah. and, it was, and it was like, it was, it was a dedication to something. And then even when he figured it out, he didn't really share it. Yes. I do. And, and I, it sounds like when he did figure it out, it was still kind of broken and dark. I do and it didn't come back the same. No, yeah. It's not resurrection like you think. And and when they did it here, it just felt like it was a little sloppy. Well, where, no, but I think, I think so in this, it wasn't sloppy to me because of uh, the, the antagonist, so Masago. So this was the actual Sith Lord yeah, who took and, over. Yeah, she was awesome. But I, I liked that her plan, like throughout the episode, you see those dream sequences, those flashes where the Jedi's kind of like holding his head in pain or agony or whatever the case yeah. may be. So she's been working on him the whole time. Like since ever yeah. since he ever even before he came to the planet, he came to the planet ostensibly because of that. You know what I mean? And her taking over, of course, the throne uh, from the princess's father. So I really like that that thread that kind of ran all the way through it, and then it really culminated in the end. She had a plan in place. She absolutely had a plan in place, and she fucked him up. He lost the battle. He knew he couldn't win, and he had no choice other than to join the dark side there was no other out because if True. he attacked masago at the end there even after the death of the princess she would have fucking killed him so like yep. and I, I really like that i really like that this is what the sith does they get they get to that they get that jedi to the point where they have no other viable option except to join the what dark they side. were trying was to cool. set up here was there was constantly at the start this he's clearly the jedi the good guy and there's these two weird guides, so they're clearly missing. They're the red herrings. Yes. Of oh, clearly these are the ones who are going to betray. These are the ones who are going to betray. Yeah, yeah, these yeah. Are, they even look kind of evil yeah, yeah. and weird. So then they get to the point where he's supposed to have this moment. They even give it. There's a moment in scene where it kind of pauses, and you're expecting him to go, "No, 
I will fight you. And then he battles and wins and yeah. something works out and he, he wins and the princess is alive and yep. yay, this is how the Jedi work. But in fact, we got that moment and instead he went, yes. And he's a, you know, he's a Sith now. So they clearly tried to convince you that he wasn't going to say yes to the Sith. Right. But he clearly did. They right. clearly tried to set that up. And I liked that setup. So I saw it fall into place a little differently than you guys. Hmm. Um, but that might just be just different of observation. Uh, when I watched this, I actually saw it as not that anybody was fucking with him. It's just that he was getting visions. He was getting force visions, but he's just getting them from the dark side. He wasn't oh. act, like he was being effectively corrupted for a long time, sure, but not by anybody but the dark side. I saw that as it, well because it was but his, she, it was his, she, but she referenced his, his, his but it's his fear. Yeah, yeah. But she's she referencing the, the, vision. the visions though, didn't she? Right. But the thing is that she may know about the visions because he is very clearly affected by them. I'm sure a lot mm. of people know and about the visions. She can sense them. Uh, maybe yeah, mm. or maybe she also has the same visions. Yeah, um, I agree with Rob on that view of it. Yeah. But but I don't necessarily think she was going to win the whole time. I thought it was actually really equal. And I thought that this Jedi is supposed to be really good. But the problem is that he is plagued by this pro- like thing that's deteriorating him. What she did was she just manipulated him. Yeah. Like a Sith. Yeah. For sure. I don't think she was necessarily going to win. I but, I, but I think that it's because of the way that she manipulated uh, his attachment, yeah. which is the whole problem, like why the Jedi were like, "Hey, no attachment," because when you have it, this shit literally happens. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it happens a lot. It'd be I, cool. It'd be cool to see a character like her inserted in, then you oh, know, yeah. from this as like one of the sisters or something. I, like, like that would have been sick, the, dude. If, if she's like, oh, it turns out she's really like the fourth sister or something. You it, know what I mean? It would. Okay, so like, I would have liked that too. Like, having that connection would have been cool. Um, but the other thing too that I didn't like is that they made this whole thing where they use resurrection. Mm. Yeah, but but they didn't need to. She could have been fatally wounded and just had him heal. Yeah, like he, maybe he didn't know how to heal, but maybe she did. Yes. she's like, hey, I will do this for you, but now you're with me. I completely, one hundred percent agree on everything you just fucking said. Yeah, just sloppy. Mm. You mm. know, I didn't see it differently. I just thought that the twist was what they were going for. They mm. wanted they wanted you to be convinced by the twist. That was the point of all of this. Yeah, yeah, sure. But I mean, yeah, like I didn't even really. Yeah. It says it says in the description, uh, completely broken. Subaki agrees to join Misago, forming a dyad. Yeah, exactly. So what what is the dyad? If you click that, that's a, actually. So yeah, that's um, oh, a link. The, the force dyad. It's not going to be the right thing. No. Yeah. <laughs> in sociology, a dyad is a group of two people, the smallest possible social group. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. So yeah, Sith. The uh, Sith. Yeah. Okay. So it's just a group. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not specific to the Star Wars. Lore. So I'm I'm no longer going to call Sith like master. And Padawan or whatever. I'm just going to call have already Master and Apprentice. That. I'm just going to call him the Dyad. dyad. Yeah, yeah. So stupid. <laughs> so, like, sorry, everyone, do you mean the everyone... Sith Dyad? Uh, that's what it's called. It's actually, Dyad was never used as a word in our culture ever. Ever. And then some people said it as a meme for the, the last fucking Sky, like Rise of the Skywalker. And everybody uses it now. Well, because Ray and Luke, see, they, no, they no, formed a dyad, yeah, no, and it, yeah, they use the oh force together. So that's exactly what it is. Oh god! Oh god! Yeah, no, don't. Let's Fancy not. words for no meaning. <laughs> yes, and stupid. 
I like I like this new persona, this like Star Wars expert persona that I'm doing. <laughs> I'm gonna use that one more often. Uh, anyways, that that is uh, that is a wrap on it. Yeah, guys. Overall, man, I was I was pretty impressed by this. Yeah, uh, Rob, you mentioned the fandom. Uh, there was some there was some people upset that this wasn't a more played out thing and a little bit more invested, but. Now that I think it has come off very, very well, the reviews have been very, very positive. The only detractors, like, overwhelmingly that I've seen just say, like, oh, well, it's still about the Jedi and the Sith kind of thing. But it's like, yeah, but, I mean, like, space wizards battling each other is kind of, you know, endemic to Star Wars. And it always comes up somehow, even in great side projects like The Mandalorian. We were just having this conversation before Alex arrived. So we're, we take the opposite stance of that. <laughs> and, but, Adam, and Adam Adam was probably like, well, they form a dyad, uh, battle with one another. It's to have a dyad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so th- what it comes down to is that the Skywalker saga being heavily Jedi-focused and the Clone Wars being heavily Jedi-focused, sure. High Republic Jedi-focused, sure. But when you're in, like, the fall doing the purge and stuff like that, they need to just be rare and a cameo. Otherwise... Nobody killed the Jedi because they're fucking everywhere. Yeah, 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 completely. yeah, yeah. Like so, like, and don't get me wrong. There's supposed to be a lot of Jedi who survived. Yeah, and, but the thing is, like, they are not supposed to be out in the open. Well, that's why I like the the Mandalorian's handling of the Jedi. So, yeah. like, you know, Ahsoka Tano, she shows up for one really great episode and kind of does her thing, and then her story moves forward elsewhere. And she's technically and then, not a Jedi either. Well, true, very true. And then, yeah. and then Luke, who who is a Jedi in this timeline that yes. they're showing, does show up in an episode as well. And then he kind of goes off and does his own thing with Grogu, right? Yeah. And uh, it's just, I, I I do like that though that their stories kind of intertwine and they do cross paths. But the Jedi aren't the end all be all. Uh, also, I think except Mandal- except for when Luke Skywalker is. <laughs> Mandalorian, I think, is also making a time jump. Interesting. Three. Yeah. Interesting. So what I think is interesting. Makes sense. About these, seven years, I think. Yeah, is you know this is great. This is a great series. And I think we like seeing different things from a universe. We like expanding yep. on a universe, viewing it from different angles. Oh yeah. But it sounds like for the most part, all of us liked maybe three to four yeah. actual episodes out of this but entire I think that series. That's, that's the they way were all it is fun. With, whenever you grab get a grab bag uh, of stuff like this, like even like um, not Black Mirror because that's not accurate, but um, uh, well, that's Love a great Death, Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. a better example. Like, when you get things like this, there's going to be um, some that are just, that just don't really make the cut. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, uh, the thing is, though, that I've hated certain episodes of things like that, and other people have loved them. So it really comes down to, it's just, there's something for everybody. True. True enough. Hopefully. Cool. Hopefully there's something for I everybody. I think generally we all like it, and we're all happy it's coming out. Yeah. Because, or it came out. Because we like to see more in this universe, and I want to see more with less about Kyber crystals, more about just people in the universe. Maybe not, um, kind of like how the Mandalorian has done it, maybe not so much uh, an anthology like this, but just something in the universe. Follow a character yeah. we've never heard of before, that maybe somewhere down the line there's a Sith doing a thing. Yeah. But for the most part, you don't see that shit. Well, and things like this and what if, and, it, and don't think for a second that Disney didn't have a hand in the direction of the series, right? When it came to the, the individual stories and things like that. Certainly they did, because yes. I think they're interested they in points, seeing yeah. yeah, where where they can kind of, which directions they can push the envelope in, yeah. right? And, and I think hopefully, you know, off the back of, you know, things like Growing Geek Official Podcast and bigger productions doing reviews on it and talking about it, you know, maybe they'll start to get a better sense of, oh, but the fans are hungry for something like this and they're fine with net new characters and they're fine with net new storylines 
Legends. And I know they're kind of dabbling in it with like the High Republic. But I, I don't know, when's they dabbling? They're going full force. Yeah, yeah, but I, you know, but I, I'm <laughs> really interested to see. Coming, and that's full, that's High Republic. Yeah, but how are they doing the their films for that? Right, that they're going to do is that is the that going to be? There's a show coming out. That's High Republic. Oh, okay, that's right. That's yeah, the end yeah. of the High Republic. And that's supposed to be the first one, the first show from Star Wars with a female protagonist, I believe. Is what they said. Well, uh, except for the three last movies. Yeah. Oh no no. What was I thinking of then? No, there was something. There was some big thing that they were going to reveal in it. Well, um, I don't. I think it's like a heavily female cast. Oh no, I don't think that was it. But maybe it was a female director. Yeah, I don't care about anything. Oh, it is. It's, it's uh, Trow, isn't it? yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. She's, she's from. She's from the something good. Mandalorian. She's really good. Yeah, yeah. But it, oh, but it, oh, this is the Chow one. Yeah, yeah. Deborah Chow. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's fine. She's yeah, great. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So she's that, amazing that, at action too, which is what we want for the action. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we uh, need so, that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I'm actually excited about that. I'm a little. I find it weird that they chose that time period to do it in because they're doing it at the end of the High Republic, which we already know that the High Republic obviously comes to an end because the Clone Wars, right? Yeah, and and all that stuff. Um, but it's like you just started the High Republic and you are now writing stuff and filling it out, but you're showing us the ending of it. <laughs> why? Like, why are you doing that? It's a bad idea. Yeah, it feels like yeah. it's kind of stupid. It should have been further removed. From... I, I think it should have been. Yeah, the, this would have been a great time to do the Old Republic. That's and I'm not. I'm not just pining over the old republic. I'm just saying, like this, just seems like a silly idea. I'm that. most excited for the era that will come that takes place after everything, like after. Well, that's coming. Yeah, uh, that's okay. what. Um, uh, isn't that what? No, Rangers of the Republic has happens at the same time as Mandalorian. So, but that that's what I want though. Is I want I want the period that comes after it all. That, right? That's so. supposed to be coming. Yeah, but I mean, that obviously, because there can be, there can be new stakes and there can be new things happening. That's not just always like a planet destroying weapon. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm interested in. Uh, technically, <laughs> if you watch the show The Resistance, that that is what kind of happens after too. It's okay, a, parts of it. It happens. Yeah. Uh, the show happens to be only first two seasons. Uh, after that, got canceled. Yep, but it happens. Uh, first up, first season happens, uh, and right at the last episode, Hosnium Prime blows up. Which is the start oh, of the new series? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, that's right at the end of uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Force Awakens. Yeah, cool. So anyway, that is this series. Uh, anyway, I think we can sign off on that one. It was a good vision. It was a good vision. It was a fun vision, entertaining. And uh, I'd, I'd like to just to point out that the dyad of no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that again. So, so really yeah, quick, that's, that's one done. last. <laughs> even after talking about it, which one's your favorite? Go. Oh, favorite. Um. Definitely the episode five. What was it? The ninth Jedi? Jedi? Yeah, yeah. Rob, I already said mine. Ninth Yours Jedi. was the first one, right? Mine was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. cool, cool. Yeah, mine's the ninth Jedi as well. <clears throat> which but which one's your favorite animation? Ooh. Lapinocho. Studio Trigger. The Studio Trigger. Gemini or the Twins. For me, it was Lapinocho. It's a toss-up between Trigger and uh, Geno Studio for me, too. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, we aligned a lot of that. But I, but I like Studio Trigger for different reasons. Agreed. Cool. Geno, I thought was really good, consistent animation. Yes, absolutely. It was a classically good, but studio I always find triggers me just the right way because they take animation and go, fuck the rules. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Studio Trigger doesn't mind fucking with things to make their story cool. Yeah. Um, And I think that's pretty good. Usually. Usually it's pretty good. Sweet. All right. Well, I guess that does just about wrap it up then for episode 145 of Road Geek Official Podcast. Uh, This is Alex Austin signing off and. Dyad Nerd Adam. <laughs> yup. I hate you so much. He's right, much you know. Right it's a dyad. I hate you too. <laughs> it's okay. I can hate both of you. I'm fully capable. Oh. <laughs>
Oh my God. All right. See you next time. Thanks. <laughs>